Murderous school Freddy Krueger has slaughtered every last child in his hometown. He ventures onto a new location, scouting fresh young victims to hack up with his finger blades. He arrives in a small town in which his long-lost daughter, Maggie, works as a therapist for troubled youths. He attempts to recruit her for his dastardly pursuits, but she has other ideas. Father and daughter meet for a bloody showdown that will determine Freddy's fate once and for all. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are in the third week of uh, this year's October, Cult Classic Month, Worst of the Series Edition, where we're taking a look at the uh, the worst films in popular horror film series. And uh, this week we're taking a trip down to Elm Street and taking a look at what's been voted by you, our listeners, as the worst Nightmare on Elm Street film. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1991. Yeah, I was actually not expecting this one. Um, I don't know about you, but I was really expecting uh, Freddy's Revenge to... Uh, Freddy's Revenge to win this one. I've only ever seen the original Nightmare on Elm Street, so I, I have no idea what any of them are like. Yeah, I'm not super surprised this one won, but eh, a little bit. Now, what you heard was the uh, the description on Google. We have this as like a four DVD set, and there's absolutely no description on the box. So you get what you get. So let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Uh, let's let's start with the uh, let's start with the bad on this one since this is the worst. Sounds good to me. So for me, number three, Freddy's face looked like a cheap Halloween mask, especially when you get to the credit sequence and they show like this montage of Freddy killing people from throughout the series. You know, seeing those other iterations, this one just seems so low quality, and. You know, it just really takes away from his frighteningness. Like, there's no real detail in it. You know, a little bit of burn scarring. It just it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I mean, with the other ones, they took place years ago, and it's kind of, the cheesiness is a bit charming, but in this one, it's kind of dumb. Number two, the cheap 3D sequences that were used only to sell tickets. It's really obvious when movies make scenes just to be in 3D, and believe me, this film was meant to be seen in 3D. Why? Because they actually give a character 3D glasses in the movie leading up to the scene which has all the 3D special effects put into it. Like, how fucking cheesy can you be? Like, really? Number one, the dream sequences in this film, which, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street is all about the nightmares, all about the dreams. But in this one, they're just so drawn out and boring. It really is unfortunate. You know, each dream has about 20 seconds of goodness, but the dreams in them, in and of themselves take up 15 to 20 minutes apiece. I remember the original movie, mostly because it's the only other Elm Street movie I've seen, but in that movie, the dreams were short, sweet, and to the point of his finger blades. But here, not nearly as short, not sweet, more like long, tiresome, and overrated. Come on, Freddy, you can do better than this. But, I mean, I guess when you're only killing four people in the whole movie, you gotta make each one as drawn out as possible. And one of them was a flashback, so it barely even counts. Alright, for my bottom three, yeah, 3D effects are pretty lame. Also, if you're not watching it in the 3D version, it just looks like people are staring at random things for way too long, like their hands and the wall or the TV, and it's like, okay... Can this progress a little bit? 
it was yeah i i can't even imagine this being in 3d being at all entertaining number two this is one of the tamest films in the series quite possibly the tamest there were only three deaths and none of them were particularly bloody and like Corey said they all drag on way too long and number one the plot of this movie was just lame it was stupid and it was deviated from the rest of the rest of the series up to this point we suddenly learn that Freddie has a has a daughter and that for some reason she's the key to him getting back to you know the living world so he can torment more people I don't know it was pretty dumb and it didn't add anything to his character it was just kind of thrown in there for you know to have some drama granted like with the exception of the first film and maybe the third and I guess I can give some credit to um, Wes Craven's new nightmare. None of them really had great plots. They were all just a, they were all just um, there for the blood and the depravity. But this movie didn't even have that to back it up. So, yeah, I mean, it it did explain how Freddy got his like super dream powers from evil like nightmare sperm from the ancient world. Yeah, but I mean, the whole thing with his daughter <laughs> just like made no sense. <laughs> Neither did ancient nightmare sperm from, like, wherever the fuck Stan. So, you know, now that the bad's out of the way, let's, let's talk about some of the good stuff. I mean, this, this movie wasn't all bad. Um, for me, number three on the top, uh, Freddy himself is a pretty cool guy. You know, spouting off great one-liners and torturing kids before killing them. You know, I know this is his M.O., but I like it, and it is a much different approach to a serial killer and a slasher than your typical slasher fare. And, and for that, it's a nice change of pace. Number two, Doc. The dream therapy specialist who just so happens to work at this troubled youth center is pretty awesome, badass, and really the only reason anybody figures out how to take on Freddy in this iteration of the Elm Street franchise. Like, if it wasn't for Doc, they'd all have been fucked from the get-go. Number one, the death montage during the credits. Yes, the credits is the best part of this film. Why? Because it chronicles Freddy's years of carnage. And it's, it's just so awesome. It's filled with the greatest special effects that you see in the whole film. It's just death after death of, of Freddy killing people. And I love it. And then it just made this movie that much more disappointing. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, this is the highlights from all the other movies. Why did I watch this one? Like, there's a dog pissing flames? Oh, my God, like, sweet. Which, which one is that in? That's a dream uh, master, and it was terrible. Uh, I mean, at least it's got a dog pissing flames. Yeah, you I mean, had that. I mean, Freddy's highlight in this movie was scratching his nails on a chalkboard to make somebody's head explode. Oh, man, that was really dumb. So what do you got for your top? Well, I mean, it was the 90s, and, you know, everyone was doing the 3D thing, so good for them for trying, right? Uh, number two, one of the deaths in the movie was particularly cool. It's um, Freddy is manipulating this stoner through that he pulls in through a TV like a video game character. It wasn't particularly brutal or bloody, but it was at least entertaining. Plus, some of Freddy's um, actions, like hitting somebody with a bus um, and randomly pulling a, um, a bed of spikes was very cartoonish, and I kind of like that. Reminds me of that one episode of um, Treehouse of Horrors, um, Simpsons, where um, Bart and Lisa end up in um, the Itchy and Scratchy show. I like that one. Uh, well, I mean, it, it, I, I would have more thought the uh, the Treehouse of Horrors, where, you know, Willie was the dream dream killer. Yeah, believe it or not, that 
didn't really remind me much of this. <laughs> and number one, it's Freddy Krueger. I mean, he's got some great one-liners. After watching the silent killings of Jason Voorhees, it's nice to see a slasher with some personality, one who really enjoys his job and has a little fun doing it, you know? So, you know, since we uh, we both like Freddy and his uh, his one-liners, how about we have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war? Quote war. Freddy Krueger edition. All our quotes are going to come from Freddy himself. I think I'll get us started this time with, I'll get you and your pretty little soul, too. Oh, yeah. Great to be back in business. Now be a good little doggy and go fetch. It may be your dream, but it's my rules. Now I'm playing with power. Hey, you forgot the power glove. I didn't need a glove to kill your bitch of a mother, and I don't need one now. Kung Fu this, bitch. And that ends this episode edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie, or just any of your favorite Freddy Krueger quotes, please leave them in the comments below or on our website, bmoviebros.com, or tell us who wants this episode's edition of Quote Wars. And I gotta say, like, one good thing about this film is the fact that, well, since it was made in the 90s, even if it was 91, there's a lot of, like, thrown-in um, advertisements that are very nostalgic at this point. Yeah. It's always nice to see. Yeah, Pepsi machines everywhere. <laughs> Crystal Pepsi. That was the 80s, man. Yeah, whatever. It was like, I remember it in the 90s a little bit. <laughs> so, I think it's time to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is they score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. One to ten, one being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a very modest four out of ten. I gave it a five out of ten, middle of the road. You know, this, this movie begs the question, is Freddy really dead? Well, we know the answer is no, because we get two more films in the franchise after this one. But does that ruin this film? No. No, it doesn't. What does bring this film crashing down, however, is the abominably long and drawn out, sometimes literally, dream sequences to kill three, yes, only three teenagers throughout the film. Not to mention the, you know, terrible acting of all the participants. But, you know... If you count the flashback of killing his wife, it brings Freddy's grand total in this film up to four murders. Whoa, we're getting into, like, sky high here. What the fuck kind of slasher only kills four people in a film? Seriously, Freddy, you are better than this. But this film does redeem itself in its creativity, its one-liners, and the fact that it only has a 90-minute runtime. It's really hard to describe this film in any other way other than it was the death of... A franchise like this was just the end. They were like, we we know we're coming to an end, and we're just we're just gonna end it now because it's just gonna go downhill from here. And I'm glad that they you know figured that out, even though they you know brought it back later. It's probably worth one watch if you're a slasher fan. Also, there is a sweet reference to the Nintendo Power Glove, and that kind of sort of makes this movie worth watching it in and of itself. Indeed. All right, being number six in the Nightmare on, on Elm Street film series, Freddy's Dead is disappointing, to say the least. Freddy is still the sarcastic bastard we've come to love and fear. However, he seems almost bored of killing teenagers at this point. He was far less brutal to this round of victims and just seems to be going through the motions. This is like the lazy Sunday of Nightmare on Elm Street, of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Freddy wakes up around noon, rolls out of bed, Messes with some kids, kills a couple kids, plays some Nintendo right before visiting his daughter. 
I like the fact that we finally get some kind of explanation as to how Freddy got his dream invading powers, even if it did involve demons, sperm, or something weird like that. Plus, we got to see a young Freddy Krueger who, although abused by his, his stepfather, was also just naturally a sadistic little psychopath, so I'm glad they didn't go with the whole, oh, he was just, you know, a victim of, you know, his upbringing. No, he's, he's always been a little shit. So, that's nice to see. I really didn't care about the subplot involving Freddy and his daughter. It didn't add anything to the thing to him as a character, and he seemed, seemed like a pointless conflict. For some reason, she was needed to bring him back, which, I don't know, made no sense to me. I don't actually think this is the worst in the Nightmare on Elm Street series. I would say Freddy's Revenge is, with all the terrible acting, the unnecessaryness of everything, and the weird homoerotic subtext of it, but that's a, that's for another review. However, I can definitely see why so many people chose this as, as the worst in the series. We've come to expect more from Freddy Krueger. Yes, come on, man. You gotta step up your game a little bit. Uh, P.S. If I could compare this to one thing, it would be a, it, this was like a live action Looney Tunes cartoon, like, like a Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote cartoon. Oh, yeah. Which made it fun. Like, I think that if you can make, like, I think being in an actual cartoon would be really scary. Like, just with the um, the laws of physics breaking and things like that. And they did an okay job at that at first, and then they decided to go with the They just kind of got serious-ish. Yeah. Ish. But, you know, speaking of comparing it, we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this B-movie and A-movie are the same film, just of different standards and caliber. You know, I'm giving my A-movie companion for uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1991 to Flatliners from 1990. I picked Inception from 2010. I have to say that both Flatliners and Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare involve a group of young people dealing with forces beyond the realm of consciousness. Whether it's, you know, inducing a false death state to, uh, you know, bring about near-death experiences or falling asleep and, you know, seeing Freddy Krueger. In both films, people are harmed by the things that they encounter while they're unconscious, either their past experiences in their near-death state or Freddy Krueger himself. And in both films, the characters realize that they can only stop the unconscious events by doing something in the real world, either facing their demons of the past or bringing Freddy Krueger to the real world to kill him. Yeah, slight note, I actually saw the remake to, um, to Flatliners recently. It sucks. Don't see it. But anyways, I picked Inception for pretty obvious reasons. Both movies involve people entering someone's dream. The characters who enter the dream can, to some degree, manipulate the world, uh, the dream world that they're in. In both films, if someone dies in the dream, they die in real life. And both movies have a subplot involving the protagonist's family. In Freddy's Dead, Freddy meets his long-lost daughter, who's, for some reason, the key to bring him back to life or something dumb like that. And in Inception, the protagonist, Cobb, can't build dreams because he's too, like, obsessed with, like, the fact that he was was um, responsible for the death of his wife or, I don't know, something like that. It was kind of dumb. But anyways, those are the reasons. 
So there you have it. If you want to check out an A-movie version of uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, check out Flat Nightmares from 1990 or Inception from 2010. Or, you know, one of the other Nightmare on Elm Street movies. I think it's time that we drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Boom, 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 boom. I'll give some drinking games for this film, and so shall Paul. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone mentions not falling asleep, take a drink. Number two, every time you see part of the Freddy Krueger rhyme, take a drink. Number three, every time there's a dream sequence, take a drink. Number four, whenever Freddy spouts one of his one-liners, take a drink. Number five, of course, because it's cult classic, worst of the series edition month. Anytime you feel like you should be watching a better movie from this film series, take a drink. Every time someone talks about Freddy having a kid, take a drink. Every time some Freddy kills somebody, take a drink. Every time Doc is a badass, take a drink. And every time Freddy conveniently forgets that he can manipulate the dream world and just kind of stands there and either gets beaten by one of his victims or lets them get away, take a drink. And there you have it. Those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-movie related, you can leave a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like, like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or on my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website, bmoviebros.com, where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links are provided below, and we appreciate all all donations and help. So as we end our third week here in October, uh, I think it's time we rank these movies. Um, at the bottom of the list, I, I don't remember this. Um, I have Diary of the Dead. Did, 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 we, did we read somebody's book? Did we read a diary? Um, did we just read like the zombie survival guide or something? Like, I, I don't know what this is. Um, so it's at the bottom of my list. I mean, I guess we did it. Um, at number two, I put Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1991. Um, Freddy's cool. I like Freddy, but uh, it, it lacks a lot of that slasher quality. And that's why in the number one spot for uh, Cult Classic Wars, the series edition currently is Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Just because he gets the kills. He gets the slashing. And, you know, it's it's fun. Like, you know, Julius is cool and, and it's got an okay story and, and Jason on a boat. Good enough reason. All right, for number three, I picked Di- Diary of the Dead. Yeah. Number two, Freddy's Dead. I, I've come to expect a lot more from the Nightmare on Elm Street series and... While this movie wasn't, it had its moments, it it really was a disappointment. And number one, Jason Takes Manhattan. Like you said, it had more kills, had more gore, and, well, got Jason walking through Manhattan. I mean, can't be that bad. So, next week, Paul and I will be getting ready for Trick or Treat, and we have one more influential series to tackle. And, you know, we, we, we want to know, do we have to watch out for which mask we buy and what commercials we see on TV? Or are we going to have to avoid having sex and watch out for bleach-faced William Shatner? Turn to our Twitter poll and you decide which movie from the Halloween series are we going to watch. And once again, thank you everybody for participate, participating in the last three polls. We appreciate all the input and the just interaction. 
So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more.